been recording too. No, it's not. I'm leaving all this in. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Days and Disturbed, everybody. My name is Danny de los Monstros, and on our show, we look at monsters, murderers, and all of that sort. And on the other side, we look at stoner culture, things that make you think, and whatever the fuck we feel like talking about. We have a topic today that is very, very near and dear to my heart. I uh, really mine too. <laughs> you're gonna you need to do this now. <laughs> you're just gonna just gonna go for it. Yeah. All right. Well, it's very near and dear to a lot of horror fans. Are mm, some very niche horror fans' hearts. It's extreme horror. I don't know. I was gonna say extreme horror porn, but it's not. <laughs> it's, it's porn to us because it's it's, it's it's hardcore porn. <laughs> <laughs> it's strap on porn. It's kind of hot. <laughs> So with me, obviously, is today we have what do I call you? We have Jack Black himself. Jack Black, how can I be? How can how can you not be introduced? Um, the running joke is that I've always told Daniel that he looks like Jack Black, and you every time I do, every time bitch. I do, he gets really fucking mad. So. I don't like it. Today I'm Jack Black. Um, I'm not even going to tell you my real name. I'm Jack. Ring, Black. Ding, 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 ding. Okay. All right. So we're going to start off with a little bit of an intro to horror. And, oh, actually, extreme horror. We're not going to talk about just any old plain horror like <clears throat> Mommy and Daddy watched. We're talking about the ones that make you question why the fuck are you watching this and what kind of a monster are you to watch this? Go ahead. You had something, a bunch of things to say. Yeah, I have so much I want to say and so little time. So um, in my making of my list of movies that I thought would be appropriate to talk about for this episode, I basically sorted them by movies I've never seen and will never watch. So Serbian film, Cannibal Holocaust, stuff like that. You really? I um, thought you would have seen, seen horror. Oh, Cannibal Holocaust, you I can't. Won't, I won't touch that movie. I won't. Um, and then I movies I have seen, more movies I'll never watch misogynistic pointless pieces of crap um and then some of the ones that maybe some people can consider extreme horror or at one point were considered extreme like the exorcist or clockwork orange they were considered Um, extreme yeah especially when they first came out in the 1970s when cannibal holocaust existed yes but okay yeah you can definitely make that argument but in for it to come out as a mainstream horror movie, it was a really big deal. In the same vein as freaking guinea pig devil's pro- devil experiments. Well, th- the, I'm talking aren't about these are the movies from the yeah, the, but those movies aren't mainstream. The Exorcist was a movie that was put into movie theaters that people went to watch, and people were like shocked and throwing up and stuff. And I get that's what I mean. That's not what I'm talking about today. I'm just saying that some people who maybe weren't into the genre of horror would consider movies like that extreme horror movies. Um, or extreme movies in general, because I don't think something has to be a horror movie in order to be considered like an extreme film. Um, uh, I'm I'm talking about like extreme gore gore like gore porn movies. I don't think like that, Saw. I don't think I don't maybe, consider maybe Saw an extreme. I don't consider Saw or Hostel I want, extreme. At one at one point, it is an extreme movie though. But you can make the same uh, argument uh, the extra. Exorcist is more suspense though. It's more like you're on the you're on the edge of she your seat. She puts a cross in her vagina. It wasn't in her vagina. She was stabbing her leg. She was fucking it. 
Moving no. on. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So there, like I said, there's movies that I won't, I won't touch anything at all. Um, but I do want to kind of talk about a couple of different genres of extreme horror movies. So um, three that I want to kind of specifically focus on. Specifically focus on are um, pseudo snuff films, new French extremity uh, films. I know and, exactly where you got your article and from. Exploitation cinema. Which yeah, is not article. I just, love exploitation. I'm talking about films. three that I that I feel like I want to talk about, and I'm going to save my favorite for last. So I'm going to start with um, actually exploitation films because I feel like it's such a broad term, um, and there's so much about it that. There's so many different... Yes? Oh, I was just going to say... <laughs> he raised his hand to talk like... <laughs> well, I just want to make sure. Like, I don't I don't talk on top no, of you. Good. I love exploitation films. It doesn't matter what genre it is. They are fucking hilarious to me. It could be exploitation, gore-sploitation. Does not matter. They are freaking hilarious to me. Yeah. So, the definition of exploitation is super loose. Um, it's got more to do with the viewer's perception than the actual content of the film because you can you can list, obviously, like, all of Quentin Tarantino's films as, like, exploitation cinema, but... How? Can... What? <laughs> really? I had, to, I had to look around... The, I had to look around the room and see if anybody else was, like, shocked that you said that. I would argue that all of Quentin Tarantino's movies are exploitation movies. In what way? In the way that they're, like, containing, quote-unquote, shocking levels of sex and violence. They're and not that sexual. They're considered to reject the mainstream Hollywood offerings, even though you could argue, I guess, that now Quentin Tarantino is mainstream Hollywood, but... He's been um, mainstream Hollywood since Pulp Fiction. Since Reservoir Dogs. Anyways, I'm gonna go ahead and just, just fucking have my unpopular opinion, I guess, that Quentin Tarantino makes exploitation movies. Um, it is very unpopular. Uh, okay. So, anyways, um... I read an interesting article um, that had a quote that I really liked. Tanya Modleski, um, who is a USC film scholar who was mentioned in this article, claims that exploitation films are an assault on all the bourgeoisie culture is supposed to cherish, like the family and the school. Um, and my other genre that I want to talk about today, French extremity films, kind of share this characteristic. Um, and so I'm just kind of interested. I, I mean, exploitation is so broad, I feel like it's hard to even, like really talk about them because there's it, basically like there's so many sub genres of exploitation but I think one of them that we see very frequently in like quote unquote extreme horror is like the revenge film like somebody, spit on your grave so I spit on your grave last house on the left um fuck, see, there's seen... so many those are just probably those are probably the two most popular but I think is I think hot tension is also considered a hot film. tension. I think so. I don't High know. tension. High it, tension. It, yeah, it's a German hot film. Tension is the the German not yeah. the English pronunciation of that. But any sort of film where there is like a sexual assault or rape of somebody, and then that person goes around and like basically gets their revenge. Fucks so them like up. so like a really great example too is also like the girl with the dragon Tat the girl with the dragon tattoo like franchise series because I I mean I well, to, started be, from... to be completely honest I've actually never seen or read those books but my general gist of that like whole thing is that it's she really she gets no it's not but it's a revenge film because she gets sexually assaulted and then like the entire book series is her taking out everything on the people that assaulted her it's that's like the first one the second like the other ones is just like she's getting her like not revenge but she's just like attacking pedophiles and attacking revenge films no but revenge films are 
I thought you were talking about like they're gonna they're, get revenge. I thought you were talking about like they're ta- you're you're going into like exploitation. I'm like that's not an exploitation. No, no, but it ren- revenge, revenge films, films are a subgenre so, yeah. of exploitation cinema. So, yeah, anyways, or you know, um, the most famous one, Lean on It. No. Dolomite? Nothing? All right. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. You've never seen Dolomite? No, I don't even know what that is. It's like black Oh, (laughs) Nick's looking at it like, yeah, he's like, yeah. Blaxploitation is uh, also a series, I gotta be honest, it's not a genre that I'm very familiar with whatsoever. Blackula is probably the only thing (laughs) that I know out of that genre. Um, I don't know Blackenstein and stuff. Blackenstein, all that good stuff. Um, Yeah, so that's a fun very we could talk about that forever because i know it's daniel's like favorite thing in the whole world hey, you're gonna um, talk about something else that's near and dear to me too <sighs> grindhouse grindhouse no i don't have anything about grindhouse you can talk to us about grindhouse uh, <laughs> it's it's essentially i purposely just, left out daniel's favorite thing because i hate him just trying to break my heart on that one uh planet terror she got a machine leg <laughs> essentially machine grind grindhouse films are just the dirtiest, nittiest, grittiest things you can think of. Just throw it in a film. You got you got yourself a grindhouse film. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I don't feel like they're as extreme as everybody claims that they are. Because I feel like they're so, like, comedic that it takes away from, like, It's the supposed shock, to be almost like a parody kind of thing. The shock yeah. factor of it. But, yeah. Yeah. Pretty, uh... I think, like I said, the, the thing is they're supposed to show sex and violence in a way that many people find uh, disturbing or shocking or whatever. Um... But uh, I do have, I, I know this is kind of silly, but I have this whole kind of tirade or rant that I want to go on go about um, the other genre that I mentioned, which is like the pseudo snuff um, genre. So really popular examples of this. Cannibal Holocaust. Yes. A Serbian film. Maybe yes. you can consider that one. It is. Um, it is, but okay. But in a way that a Serbian, so there are films like Cannibal Holocaust, August Underground, and the Guinea Pig films that make them, they're filmed to look like they are actually snuff films. Mm-hmm. A Serbian film is not. You know that a Serbian film is a film that somebody made about snuff, but it's not supposed to look like a snuff film of somebody being killed. Well, a lot of people have categorized a Serbian film as a pseudo-snuff film. Yeah, I know, I know, I but yeah, I, you yes, I just think you can make the argument that it... it I, it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be, there's supposed to be a production value, yeah. there's camera work, and yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, I think a key component to pseudo-snuff films is that they actually look like they could be snuff films. They're meant to look like they're filmed by amateurs, they've got unsteady shots and grainy film quality, and that's why I'm hesitant to put a Serbian film on this list, even though otherwise it's the definition of a fake snuff film. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's fi- like I haven't no, like, to be honest I haven't watched it but I've seen screen grabs from it and stuff and it's filmed don't well. Watch it. But 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 as from a like a film, directors and filmog- film cinematographer yeah cinematographer standpoint it's well filmed um, so it doesn't look like somebody reported it on their phone. It's art. Um, no, it's not. Um, <laughs> uh, so the guinea pig series is a great example of this, and uh, everybody kind of knows that that Charlie Sheen famously thought it was an actual homicide. Do you know he, which film he, he actually was? Uh, I don't know which one. It was one of the guinea pig ones. One it was of the, uh, many. the flower and the bedpost. I actually yeah. had that. I actually had something and on he, that. Uh, he uh, well, thought it was an actual myself, homicide. Cool. No, go ahead. Look for no, it. I, I was going to say it was like it was the flower bed. It was the first one. Okay. Yes, and he actually got in contact with the FBI, and they did like a thorough investigation of the the person that directed it. And... Hin- Hinori, Hinori Atashi. 
Hino- I think I just I think it's a different director. Hinori Atashi had to prove in court that this, the woman in that movie was still alive. Yeah, yeah. kind of like Hannibal Holocaust because they had something similar happen where the director was actually charged with the death of one of the main actors because the death scene looked so real, and yeah. then they had to come out in front of the court and be like, "No, hey, I'm still alive, and I consented to this." And with that, um, the reason that they people thought that she was dead is because she signed a contract. <laughs> Saying yeah, you will not you make any public film. appearance. You will not make. Yeah. You will have to like hide for a little bit, a little bit of time to make the movie feel more uh, realistic to give it that extra shock, the shock factor. And then like when the court case came out, I was like, okay, this got blown out of proportion. Fuck the contract. I need you to get get me out of this yeah. position. Yeah, I won't touch that movie with like a fucking ten foot pole because I, I can't. Really, want I can't to. stomach real life animal deaths, and that film has got like probably four or five. Two. I think it's more because I know no. for, I know it's a turtle and a monkey. That's it's it. a spider, like a tarantula, which maybe you don't want to argue is like an animal death, but I still don't want to watch a full grown spider get cut into pieces. You kill spiders all the time. Not a fucking tarantula, dude. Those are like huge, the size of like my hand. Can you imagine watching a spider the size of your hand get cut up? It'd be so fucked up. Easily, okay. I'm pretty sure a lot of people. Anyways, do- it's still right. an animal um, that they killed for the sake of making a movie, which makes me sick, but it's fine. Uh, monkey, turtle. I want to say there's something else. I I don't know. I don't have it written down. But it's got more than one, and that's enough for me to say, fuck that movie. Um, I'll I'll, I'll preface this with a note for uh, Nicole, because we're just going to give her a real name. She wanted to be called that. I'm talking to one of my PAs. Uh, she wanted to be called Nicole in, the, in the, one of the previous yeah, episodes. That's my name. That's, that's her name. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't wear it out. Uh, she will not watch any movie that has an animal death in it, which... That's not true. Name one movie that you've seen that you're like... One of the movies I'm talking about today has an animal death in it. They kill a fucking cat with garden shears. You've seen it? Yes, I've seen it. I'm talking about it. It's not a real animal. I will never watch real animal cruelty. You will Never. That is fucked up. If you put that in your movies, you're a fucking animal and you deserve to die. Wait a second. I took her to go see Jurassic World and this bitch... Fucking cried at the goddamn death of the a, a fake ass dinosaur. And she was like, I want to get out of here. I don't want to see this. Uh, well, it's really sad because the fucking long neck dinosaurs got their asses beat by the Tyrannosaurus Rex and they're all dead. Like, t- all of them. All of them died. It was so sad. They couldn't defend themselves. You were over here like, up. is there any animals that die? I'm like, it's fucking Jurassic Park. They Fuck all humans. die. <laughs> humans do too, but fuck humans. Yeah, humans can suck my dick. Um, <laughs> but seriously, if you put if you put real life animal cruelty in your movies, I think you're a piece of shit and I don't want anything to do with you. So I just want to put that out there. For so real. Uh, anybody out there who's making a film, don't do it. Don't do it. Nicole. Don't do it or I'm going to fucking call the cops. Nicole will not go watch it. And, you're go- yeah, and you'll go to hell. So that's- <laughs> You're going to go to hell. Okay. If you do cocaine, you're going to go to hell. Yeah. No, I can. I've gotten better. I've gotten older. I can handle that stuff a little bit more. But it's definitely something I don't like to watch. Like, it makes me oh, sick. <clears throat> um, but anyways. <laughs> okay. So now I'm just going to. Um, do you want to jump into one of your films and then I'll. I'll well, you said you were going to talk about a few more intros. Well, I do want to talk about New French Extremity. Is Go it Extremity ahead. or Extremity? Sorry, extremity. I touched you with my toe. It's okay. Um, you have a very big toe. <laughs> extremity. Uh, yeah, I think it's extremity. I feel stupid. I'm just now, gonna go but... for it like for five minutes. Extremity. <laughs> extremity. 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 Extremities. Um, because one of the movies I'm talking about today falls under this genre, so I can kind of corral that with um the movie that I want to talk about. But anyways, um, New French Extremity is a term that was originally coined by art form critic James Quant. I hope I'm saying that right. I'm probably gonna mispronounce almost every name that I say in this episode because it's a lot of French and also Greek names, just because of the two movies that I picked. 
Um, so just a heads up. Uh, so this term kind of loosely refers to a very diverse set of movies, but there are common themes that can be found between them. So uh, again, going back to, you know, uh, this whole, basically this whole genre, severe approach to depicting violence and sex. Uh, these are not the kind of films that are going to pan the camera away, you know, during extreme shots of torture and violence. So they're not going to, you know, you're going to watch somebody get their head blown off. It's not going to just like blood splatter against the wall. You're going to watch their head blow up and stuff. Um, so a lot of films in the genre also fall under the, the kind of loose category of torture porn. Um, so I, I've read a couple different articles about this and I kind of pulled some, some quotes that I really like that kind of explain a little bit more about the genre. So film blogger Matt Smith claims that films like these provide a comprehensive snapshot of human anxieties about how our bodies, both corporally and socially, uh, kind of exist. So he also states that body horror played a crucial role in the formation of um, New French Extremity and states David Cronenberg as a key influence. Um, so some fa- some famous examples of this genre of film include In My Skin, Irrever- Irreversible, High Tension, Martyrs, which I'll be talking about today, and Woo! Man Bites Dog. Um, You're not doing Man Bites Dog? I'm right? not doing Man Bites Dog because yeah. I haven't watched it. I, wa- I let me see that movie with you because I, I that's a movie that's like on my bucket list to yeah. watch. I would like to watch it. It'll probably be hard to watch, but I would like to watch it. Yeah, but I guess that's the whole point of this genre is it's hard to watch. Um, yeah, and so also I kind of jumped around a little bit too much, but I do want to kind of. I, there was a lot of I had a lot of movies on my list that I wanted to kind of go through and and learn a little bit about and kind of before I made my decision about the ones I wanted to talk about, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like a lot of these. My least favorite thing about this genre is that so much of it is fucking misogynistic. And, like, I really want to explain that because it's really important to me. Um, And I feel like so many of the films that are considered shocking and extreme are considered that because they involve, like, rape rape and mutilation of young women for the purpose of shock value. And, yeah. like, one series in general that I read way too much about and then made myself sick was um, a, tr- a trilogy called the Vomit Gore Trilogy. Um, and basically what these movies are, and it just, it just makes me sick, like, even talking about it, because it's the idea that somebody could, like, sit behind a camera and film this just mm-hmm. makes me, like, blah. But basically the whole premise of the films are about, like, sex workers who are they're bulimic sex workers who are like raped oh killed forced to swallow their own vomit like the whole point of the movie is just like ew that's gross go back like do they really do they yeah they like Dang. they throw up and then they'll swallow their vomit and like the one one of the first films like they have a disclaimer beforehand where the the main actress goes on and she's like hey just wanted to let you know i i consented to this like you know just this and that you're gonna watch something that's pretty like extreme but to me it's just like damn it's just to me it's like there's no there's no fucking substance or any redeeming qualities in these movies like people who love to watch extreme violence against women like there's just i just feel like there's something mm-hmm. wrong with them but because those people exist directors are going to continue to make movies like these and you can try to argue against me and be like oh you know it's some it's some form of art it's some form of that i think that's fucking bullshit i think there are people who legitimately like to watch bad things happen to women i think that people le- legitimately take this as a way to kind of sit behind their fucking tv screen and have the experience of raping and torturing somebody without actually doing anything and like i I just don't feel like there's any other reason to show a movie 
where a woman has her fucking genitals mutilated and is forced to swallow her own vomit. There's nothing in that that's artistic or meaningful or a commentary on anything. It's just fucking gross. And it makes me like it makes me angry because I'm just like people like this just like make you sick. It just it kills me because I'm like there are people like, not. I feel like I'm getting too heated, but like that's no, okay. Hot takes, horrible, hot takes in the cold. Horrible stuff happens to women every single fucking day in this country and especially in other countries. And so for someone to fucking profit off the idea of somebody being like raped and tortured in a way that has like no meaning is like, what's the point? Like, why did you even make this? Why are you? Why are people still watching this? You might be pissed off at me because I don't look for those kind of movies, but I've seen those kind of movies. Like, I. I'm actively looking for the guinea pig experiment collection. Yeah. Just to like see what and I mean, the, it's I a just, piece of history that I want to see like I know. what's what's going on I about this. I feel like I feel like there are there are definitely movies so like uh, Fred Vogel is in in director that I'm kind of interested in more, learning a bit a little bit more about. He made a trilogy called the August Underground trilogy. Um, and he actually briefly taught at Tom Savini Special Effects School. So awesome. Um, he he has that pseudo snuff genre pretty much down. Um, and his movies definitely depict that. But I think I almost want to say it's not as bad because it's not purely women who are being fucking tortured and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's it's just people. It's just people being tortured and they're having fucked up shit done to them. But like, just yeah, I don't know. I, it's hard to explain. But so if. A movie had equal parts man and woman getting tortured. Would you see the movie then? Probably not. I still, still, it's still hard for me to watch like rape in films and stuff. Even, even like, even there's so many. I feel like there's so many mainstream movies that still have like rape scenes. Yeah. That I even if it's it just implied, it's just a hard fucking subject to watch. And so I don't want to watch a movie that's premise is the rape like of Straw a Dogs. Woman. Yeah, I won't watch High Tension. I won't watch revenge films because. The whole point of the is, movie yeah. is that somebody got raped, and I'm like, okay. And then well. people are getting re- revenge for them, or the yeah. person is getting revenge. But then, but even in revenge films, you have that that redeeming aspect of like, oh hey, this person had this fucked up thing happen to them, but then they fucking go and they kill these people, and there's something about that that's so satisfying, right? Like, yeah, like, that, that's get, why you watch you get movies. Your fucking yeah, come up but but the idea that there are just movies where people just don't get to fight back, yeah, it just sucks. Like it just sucks thinking about that because I'm like. I don't know. I just hate thinking about people that make those movies. But this is kind of a long... Something about that, I actually like... I have a thing for <laughs> the movies where the bad guy wins in the end. And some of the films, like if any a lot of horror films that I've watched where it's like you get to the part where the where like the evil entity of whatever the film's all about actually stay, like, like is alive. Like the, the, the thing... Like you don't know if the per- the thing is dead oh, yeah. at the end of the uh, John Carpenter's the thing. I haven't seen the original or I haven't even seen the 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 remake of the remake. <laughs> so um, many fucking versions. Yeah, and I know, right? John Carpenter's the only one that matters. Yeah. Unpopular opinion. <laughs> well, hot take again. <laughs> um I like when the movies have like the 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 bad guy winning in the end, except for like revenge films where it's like, yeah, the the freaking lady or I spit on your grave. Yeah. Is an as an example like where the lady cuts up the main dude. Yeah. Like that like it's like watching Kill Bill, but where Bill gets chainsawed to pieces and then put in a trash bag and thrown away. You're right. It has such a satisfying feeling. Yeah. You're like, dude, like I have such shit. relief. And I, I don't know. It, yeah. it feels it feel good. It feels good to watch those movies. But at the same time, I do like watching like I don't like watching them. I've seen them and I'm like, I just want to see if the piece of history 
because of how much of a how much of a splash of in the yeah. water of cinema that's made. So I go out and actively look for those movies. And actually a fun fact where you were saying you were going on your hot take about um how like it's a misogynistic world and mm-hmm. and Tetsumo Miyazaki Tetsumo Tetsumo I really fucked that up, <laughs> but no, fuck that. Fuck this guy in in, in the first place. Tetsumo Miyazaki is n- known as the otaku killer. Mm-hmm. He would he would murder people by strangling them. It, specifically girls, mm-hmm. little girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was know, also called the, the, the little girl, the little girl, kill, the little girl killer. Mm-hmm. He had one of the out of his fifty five thousand two hundred and thirty nine. If I read, if I remember correctly, it was video collection of like snuff films mm-hmm. and all those kind of things. One of them was the guinea pig experiment films, which kind of raised the guinea pigs popularity in a bad way because mm-hmm. they're like, oh. This film wants a real pe- life sicko fucking watch those. Movies. Exactly. Yeah. So like you give it like the bad rap of like, oh, these people want to go out and murder people like yeah. the mass, the, like the whole mass shooting thing that's going on. So it's like, hey, video games make people do this. What video games? Uh, Grand Theft Auto and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's- I don't I don't know. I feel I feel like with with movies, there's so much more freedom than there is with video games in terms of, like, what you can fucking put on there. And I don't know. I mean, maybe there are, like, underground video games that I don't know about because I'm not, like, You're not going to the deep that. web. Yeah, I'm not super into that, like, industry um, like I am with film. But, like, like, these movies, like, people know about them. They exist. You can go to horror conventions and you can buy them from somebody that fucking, you know, like, I burned have. them onto a CD in different language with subtitles. Like, and, and as someone who really appreciates special effects makeup, like, you know... There, there's stuff about these movies that I, I'm interested in just because I'm like, wow, if people genuinely think they're snuff films, then the fucking special effects must be amazing. But I cannot remove myself enough from those movies to appreciate them for that because all I see them for is the fucking torture and mutilation of women. And, like, the thing for me, too, kind of going back to, like, you know, in at least with revenge films, you get the bad guy cut up, his balls are removed at the end of the movie. Shoved down the dude's throat. Yeah, in those films nothing happens to those guys. And that's how it is in real life. Like, in real life, when women are raped, they're raped and there's no there's no happy ending. Like, mm-hmm. they don't get to go kill the guy that raped them and, you know, win at the end of the day. It's They fucking live with that for the rest of their lives. And so the idea of having it permanently on a movie is just, like, it's too much for me. So, yeah, I, I none of the movies that I'll be talking about today are... Cons- could be considered pseudo snuff films they're not my favorite genre obviously i won't watch most of them um which is probably yeah anyways well do you did you want to go into anything else about the the thing or do you just want to jump right in let's jump right into the movies that we want to talk about today because i you got, got all bunch. the other stuff off my chest i mean you had a lot to talk about and i'm yeah. like oh sweet this is this is gonna be a great episode <laughs> i got a lot of failings today <laughs> you got you got the feels i got the feels um feels, so you want, feels you, bad <laughs> <laughs> so you wanted there was a there was a, some a few films you wanted to talk about which were yeah um so i'm going to be talking about martyrs um which is a new french extremity film and Dogtooth, which i read on one website could be considered a new french extremity except for the fact that it's a greek movie and uh its content is not what i think would be i don't think i i just don't think you could consider it one there's almost no actually that's not true there's very little violence in it compared to uh 
Is it like implied? I've never seen Dogtooth. No, it's. I'll read you the synopsis because I I really want to because I can't even. I really can't believe that I even sat through the whole movie. It really fucking like shook me. I don't know what about it, but it it was a little bit too much. Did you want um, me to pull up this the synopsis? Yeah, well, I I don't want to. Do you want to go first? You want to talk about your movie? No, no, no. We you go first, and then I'll 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 go. Okay. Because I want to leave off. I want to end off with a happy note on this episode because this is gonna be dark. It's gonna be a little bit dark. Okay. But hey, Um, that's what we're here for. Okay, so Dogtooth. I really I don't even know where to begin with this movie, so I am gonna give you the film synopsis and a little bit of background about it. So let me pull up this synopsis here. So uh, the film is directed, and again, I'm gonna butcher these names, so don't at me. Uh, Film is directed by Yorgos Lanthimos. Um, It was released in November of 2009, and when I I fucking, like, when I realized that it was made in 2009, I was shocked. I literally thought this movie came out in, like, 2014 or something. There's something about it that's very modern, which is weird, because it's definitely filmed, kind of, like, 70s style, but something about it feels very modern. Um, so yeah, I'll read the wiki synopsis because it's it's pretty perfect. Um, it's a fucking ride. I'm just gonna tell you that it's it's whack. So um, I'm excited. Okay, a couple and their adolescent son and two adolescent daughters live in a fenced compound. Uh, the children have no knowledge of the outside world. Their parents say that they will be ready to leave once they lose a quote unquote dog tooth, and that no one uh, the only way that you can safely leave is by car. Um, so the children are forced to kind of entertain themselves with endurance games such as keeping a finger in hot water um i think there's a Jesus. part where they go underwater in their pool and try to hold their breath until they pass out because they're just they don't have anything to do their parents are crazy um they believe that they have a brother on the other side of the fence outside their compound um so there's many scenes of them in the movie and it's, it's kind of like you don't really know what's going on at first but they're like throwing snacks and toys over the fence because their father has convinced them that another one of their siblings lives on the outside of this compound that they're not allowed to leave Mm -hmm. um and so parents reward their good behavior with stickers and bad behavior with uh, pretty extreme violence um and so uh you've seen this yes i have and um basically so yeah basically super abusive father the kids have no idea they've never left their own property they have a huge fence around their entire house they've never been able to leave and their father basically tells them if you leave here you will die you will absolutely fucking die oh so he's like psychologically um, and, and they them. have no idea about anything they're not allowed to consume media they're literally wow they're like deprived of everything um <laughs> this is where it gets pretty fucked up uh so their father pays a security guard at his factory named christina to come to the house and have sex with their son what? Um, because he he comes of age and he starts to become very sexually frustrated and so out of like fear for and i guess not out of fear but out of his dad wanting to make sure that he grows into a proper man he pays this woman to come and have sex with him how old's um, the kid uh he's i think it's implied that he's like 16 or 17 jesus um and i'm sure the actor is not obviously but yeah. that's the implication of the uh, the uh, character's age um frustrated by the son's refusal to give her cunnilingus christina trades her headband off with the elder daughter in exchange for cunnilingus from her so um the she the other girl you know christina comes into the living room and the girls have never seen anybody outside their family before so they're like oh my god like let's take a picture and they take a picture with her and it's very awkward like christina is clearly very like uncomfortable because these girls have literally never met anybody else besides their own family and so they're like touching her and it's it's very weird. Um, she has a sparkly headband and the girl, one of the sisters is like, what is that? Like, what is that for? Like, they really have no idea about anything. Mm. Um, and so that she 
gives her the headband and says, hey, I want you to do something for me and I'll give this to you in exchange for it. And she's like, okay, what do you want me to do? And she like tells her to like eat her out. And the younger daughter has no idea what it means. She doesn't know like how why old, she's doing it. She's like 16. She's wow. Like, so it's implied that she's underage. Um, oh. At least I think it is. Um, and it's very, it's very fucking awkward because she it clearly doesn't know what she's doing. She doesn't know what it's for. She doesn't know why this person is asking her to do it, but she knows that she's getting like a sparkly headband out of it. So she's like, sure, I'll do it. It's so fucked up. It's so weird. Um, and so the, and when Christina goes home, the eldest sister is like, I wonder why she asked me to like lick her. So she convinces the younger sister to lick her shoulder by giving her the headband. Cause she thinks like, Oh, if she asked me to lick her, then she must've asked me for a reason. So she tells her sister, she's like, lick my shoulder. I'll give you this headband. And so her sister's like, okay. And then a, a big, like key part of the movie is that they just like start licking each other because they don't know why she asked her to lick her. And so they're just like, okay, lick me, lick my stomach, lick my leg. Like, and they're just like, that just must be something that people do. Um, and so super wow. fucking, it's just super weird. Um, so yeah, the, basically that's part of the movie. Um, and then uh, sort of an interesting tie-in is at one point the father goes to visit a dog training facility um, where they've taken their family dog to be trained and he demands to have his dog returned and the trainer says no the dog's not finished his training and he asks him do you want an animal or a friend? And so it's kind of like sort of this like tie-in where he's basically training his children to be a very certain way just because like they're putting their dog through this really rigorous training um so it's interesting but anyways uh there's one day that a stray cat sneaks into their garden and the kids have never seen an animal before and so they're like what the fuck is that and the son freaks out and he kills it with a pair of like pruning shears wow um and the dad comes home and he's like oh fuck like they can't know what this is like they you know they're getting curious we're not supposed to um and so he kind of takes advantage of this and he shreds his clothes he covers himself in fake blood the dad does um and then he 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 busts through the you know the front he says that his their brother who lives on the other side of the fence who they who does isn't real uh, yeah. who they've never seen before was killed by this cat because they're he's like this is a cat this is the most dangerous creature like look what it did to me i barely got out alive and, wow. the, kid, and the kids are like oh no like this is horrible like yeah. they're really scared um and so there's this really fucking weird scene where he teaches them all to get on all fours and bark like dogs so that if a cat ever comes back, they know how to scare it away. And so it's like his his underage daughters are on their knees in front of their dad, like barking. And he's like louder. And they're, it's just really fucking weird. Um, and then they have like a fake memorial service for their brother that died on the other side of the fence. Mm-hmm. Um and then, again, Christina, the security guard at the factory, comes back to um, have sex with the son. And it's so awkward because it's a very, like, explicit sex scene. But there's no love. There's nothing. Like, it's so gross. It's, like, blank face. It's just, he doesn't know what he's doing. She's not enjoying it. He's only doing it because he feels like he has to. And it's just awkward. It's like watching someone who's never had sex before and doesn't want to be having sex. So mm-hmm. it's just very strange. Um, and so when she comes back again, she she barters for oral for oral sex from the elder daughter um daughter rejects she offers her hair gel at first and daughter says i don't want that um instead demands this uh bag of hollywood film tapes that she has um and so she this this daughter watches the movies in secret and then afterwards starts like re- recreating scenes and dialogue so she watches like rocky and she's like you know doing oh, stuff. Like she watches jaws like yeah and she's kind of recreating them and when her father finds out 
um, he takes one of the fucking tapes and he tapes it to his hand. And he starts like beating his daughter over the head with it. And Jesus. it's super graphic. Like she gets like knocked almost unconscious and he's like, you're so stupid. Like, where did you learn all this stuff? Um, and she tells him that Christina gave him the tape. So he goes to um, Christina's house and um, he asks her if she's alone. And she's like, yeah, you know, my family's not home. Oh, and so no. he takes, he takes the VCR player and like, bashes her over the head with it and then she's like sprawled out on the floor and he leaves so it's i don't know if it's implied that she died but she's definitely like not well when he leaves um so that's pretty pretty explicit pretty explicit violence um and then (laughs) this is the worst part so now that christina is no longer available because she's no longer allowed at the house and or she's dead um the daughter or the dad decides that now the son will start to have sex with one of the daughters in order to satisfy his sexual urges and so there's this horrible scene where the son's in the bathtub and the dad's like well I don't know which daughter he's gonna prefer and the mom's just like we'll let him choose and they fucking both go in the bathroom and they're both naked and their brother's like touching them and trying to figure out like which one he wants to have sex with it's so fucking horrible I can't believe I sat through this whole movie um yeah, especially you out of all people <laughs> I know. through this movie. So he, his eyes are closed, so he doesn't know which is which. He chooses the eldest daughter. Uh, they have sex, and it's super fucking uncomfortable. It's horrible. It's pretty explicit sex scene. Um, and obviously neither of them really enjoy it. It's just something they do because the the son feels like he has to. Um, so just horrible, horrible. And then um, the movie kind of com- starts coming to an end. So there's a their parents have an anniversary, and so they're having their parents are like oh it's our anniversary i want you kids to dance for us and so the kids are having like a little dance session for them because they have no entertainment they're not allowed to watch movies they're not allowed to the only movies that they watch are like videos videotapes of their family doing stuff um and so yeah so they uh they're all dancing and the younger daughter uh kind of starts to come to a rest and calm down and the older daughter starts to do the choreography from the movie flash dance which is one of the tapes that she stole from christina nice and her parents are like what the fuck like where did you learn that that's disgusting don't ever do that again they get really mad at her and they beat her um and then when does this movie goddamn come to a fucking, a fucking end? crazy dude it's crazy i'm sorry this is pretty long um no, 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 and then no, no, so that night so again going going back to the main premise of this film so the premise uh, the thing is what he tells his kids is that you will not be able to to move out until you lose one of your dog teeth which is basically he means one of the canines until you until one of your dog teeth falls out you will not be allowed to leave leave this house and so these kids have become convinced that at one point their dog tooth will fall out and it'll finally be safe for them to leave and um so the daughter is so desperate that she goes and this is pretty graphic too she goes in the bathroom and she takes a barbell that she found in her dad's office and she starts beating herself in the jaw with it until her fucking canine tooth comes out like she's beating her and it's and it's like Again, it's one of these movies where it doesn't pan away when she's hitting herself. And so you're watching this fucking 16-year-old girl beat herself in the face with a fucking, like, 5 or 10-pound dumbbell until her tooth falls out. And there's so much blood in the sink, and it's just super hard to watch. Um, And then she's like, oh, thank God, you know, my tooth is out, I can finally leave. But her dad has told her that the only way to leave safely is in a car. And so she goes and she hides in the trunk of her dad's car, and she waits for him to leave for work the next day. Yeah. And then dad wakes up. He realizes the daughter's gone. He's panicking. He's freaking out. He runs outside the compound. Can't find her. He thinks that she must have run off into the woods or something, right? Because mm-hmm. um, they live in the middle of nowhere. And so he's like, okay, fuck. And, you know, they're they're stressed out about it. The other two siblings are very sad. They don't know what happened to her. Um, and then he drives to work. And he, he, like, parks his car. And he gets out of the car. And the end of the movie 
it just ends on the trunk like it just pans into the trunk and you keep expecting her to like get out and like run around yeah. and it just never fucking opens it never opens oh and what the, an anticlimactic and then the movie ends and you're like what the Damn. fuck did I just watch? Um, and another thing that I thought was really interesting is throughout the film, right? They live in this compound, but obviously they can see the sky and stuff. So every so often an airplane will fly by. And at one point the kids are like, what the fuck is that? And the dad's like, oh, it's an airplane, you know? And he he, tr- he makes up the story about them. And then it turns into this thing where he goes and buys like plastic airplane toys. And he'll like, when an airplane comes by, he'll be like, oh, look, it's an airplane. And the kids are like expecting it to drop because they don't have like good depth perception. So they think- yeah. Yeah. it's small and so he he'll throw a toy airplane like over the bushes when they're not looking and it'll land in the yard and all the kids will run to it and be like i got it i got the airplane i caught the airplane because he can't explain to them that there are other people that exist it's just super it's really psychological it's super hard to watch because it's it's got all these heavy themes of incest and uh, it's just so like nightmarish is is it wrong that it I don't want to watch the movie only for the uncomfortable scenes, but I want to see it for oh, like. Oh, and the it's it's beautifully direct. It's beautiful. It like literally was rated like I think the year that it came out like like one of the best films. It got super well reviewed in in Greece when it came out. Not so much in the United States because we've got a problem with you know heavy sexual themes in our movies, but mm-hmm. super well reviewed. It's beautifully beautiful cinematography. It's on Shutter. So I'd highly recommend mm-hmm. if you have Shutter, I can give you mine. You can watch it. I really um, want to watch it. it. But it's hard. It's hard to watch. Like I, I I, really like I watched it one day that Nick wasn't home and I was just like, oh, I, you know, I heard something about weird about this movie. So I felt super fucking gross. And at one point I actually got up and closed my blinds because I was so scared that my like apartment neighbors could see into my into mm. my apartment and see what was on my TV screen. And it was just so weird, like watching the fucking sister and brother have sex i was like oh god i feel i feel dirty yeah um even though i didn't make this movie um and so new york times claims that it's as much of an exercise in perversity as an examination of it um they do the director does an amazing job of making it feel like a completely different world a completely different dimension um do you ever get to see what's like out do do the do the audience ever get to see what's outside of the compound? You do, because the the movie will... It does follow you to the dad's work, and so you see the factory that he works at. Mm, okay. Um, it does briefly show you the outside of their compound, and it also shows you the place, the dog training facility that their mm. dog is at. So you, as the viewer, can see... But but also the other thing the directors does such a great job at making the outside world look so barren like the mm-hmm. factory is gray and dismal and the dog training facility is gray and the area that land around their their compound is dead dead bushes dead trees it just looks empty and then there's really great like sort of colorful no, I wouldn't say colorful because they're kind of dull but still colorful if that makes sense mm. shots the only color like, that you can see in is that inside movie. is inside the, the compound the compound so it's like so the it's grass. Like, or the swimming pool and stuff. The way I think of it is like you're basically looking at Oz. Yeah, and it's just like I said, it's very, it's very, very weird. Like I've never, I've never seen a film like this before. But um, it, it's also filmed like very seventies. It feels very seventies to me. Um, but I thought for some reason that it came out a little bit later. But the the acting in it is phenomenal. Are you looking at like a um, setting thing? I was looking trying to see if I could find pictures of the setting, but it looks like it's just pictures of the um, actors and actresses. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's on um, 
Shutter. Yeah, it's on Shutter. Um, and it's don't worry about it because I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it and I don't want you to spoil anything for me. Ooh, well, I just I told you the whole movie, so. Well, I mean, don't spoil how <laughs> it looks like for me because I want to see what it looks like. I guess we should we should put a spoiler alert on this episode. Um, I mean, it's it's we're, we're, the whole thing is we are reviewing extreme horror films. Yeah. So a very very interesting film. Let um, me get my laptop real quick. Yeah. Anyways, that was I. I mean, you consider extreme, just I guess for the the pure psychological. fact of psychological incest. That is kind of extreme. All that other stuff, definitely the incest. David Lynch claims, however, that it's a fantastic comedy, so that should give you an idea of where David Lynch is David, at. Where David Lynch is, uh, <laughs> and like I said, it's very well received in Greece um, when it came out, but not so much in the United States because we just I think we have a general tendency to when things are overtly sexual, just mm-hmm. shun them. I'm going to go on to something about that, too. It's going to be one of the... It is the most extreme horror film out there in the world. I'm going to talk about... Arguable, but sure. No, I mean, it's banned in 46 countries. It's It's a Serbian film. I'm going for it. We were talking about extreme horror films, and I'm like... Which is, oh, I didn't even have to finish the sentence. I'm like, yeah. I immediately I knew. It was definitely the first, I think very, I made, like I said, a physical list of ones I want to talk about. And it was my my first one. And I also wrote, in parentheses, obvious. You know, because yeah. it's the obvious choice for yeah. the most extreme movie ever. And remember, look no at me. No spoilers. No spoilers on this I one. Won't, I won't say anything. I haven't, I, to be full disclosure, I've never seen the movie. I will never see the movie. I've only known what I've read about it and what people who have seen the movie have told me about it. Like me. Yeah. Like Daniel. So, again, like she said, I can't, I don't want to talk about it because it is elite. I think it's still illegal here in the United States. So, I will preface this. I've seen it. And the movie's out there. If you want to test your psyche, if you want to test your ability to see the most gruesome of gruesome and the most fucked up of fucked up, this is the movie to turn to. Again, I'm not saying you should watch it. All I'm saying is that it's simply out there. Holy shit. The first time I watched it was my, I, I think I've I've talked about this with uh, I've I, I've seen this movie with my buddy Abel and I've he's been on on another episode of the podcast I don't know if you if this is your first episode or if it's another episode I saw this with another person and it was actually like well, the first time I ever met this person we watched it together and that's how this person knew me and they're like oh hey you're weird oh you're fucked up yeah you're fucked, fucked up. up. You're that real kind of fucked yeah. up. <laughs> so, uh, I want to give the detail, but I really don't because it's out there. Yeah. I'm not telling people to watch it. Don't sue me. I would just I would just say this. I would say that if you're someone who has a hard time with themes of sexual violence. Mm, no, no, no spoilers. Again, nothing with spoilers. I'm I, just saying, if, you, if that's a trigger for you, don't fucking watch this movie. If... <sighs> If gore is a trigger for you, yeah. don't watch it. In fact, this movie is kind of... It's not hard to find. It's not. But, oh my god. I saw it's it. It's hard to and watch. I'm the person who's like... I'm actively looking for this movie. And I'm the kind of guy who... I'm, I wish I never saw this movie. I have the triple X rated version. Yeah. The uncut version. 
I gave the other version to my friend, and that's the the U.S. release. It's a blue, the U.S. Blu-ray release, which actually has a minute of the movie cut away from it just to make it NC-17. Yeah. And other parts of the world, it's like depending on where you go, you'll find the uncut version. So the director who who did this has only made two films. His name is... Whew, sorry, I know you're from Serbia, but... Goddamn. Sir John Spajovic. Sir John... Sp- Sir John Spajovic. Sir John Spajovic. Sir John Spajovic. <laughs> if, uh, <laughs> if you ever are out there in the world like listening if to this... If you're listening to this podcast, you're a sick fuck, dude. But, damn. You are going out to make something that has splashed water as much as Cannibal Holocaust, and you did much more than that. Yeah. Good job but what is your problem yeah they say Arya star has Arya star is the one who made uh, uh hereditary and mm-hmm. midsummer mm-hmm. they say that that person has problems no yeah. dude no they have no you fucking have idea. fucking problems but kudos to you and i think something what like you said i think every single person that i've known who has seen this movie on the internet and in real life say the exact same thing and they say that they wish they'd never watched it mm-hmm. that's literally what everybody who's seen it says because it is so graphic so the so let me let me get get me get into this so the so Serge, sir john i'm just going to call you sir john cuz that's the only Sergi. name call him serge S- like serge tonkin is his name tonkin it's tonkin it's tonkin yeah like serge call him serge um, he's been a hot topic for a long time since 2010 when when a Serbian film, mm-hmm. his first film, my I preface it, was released. Wow. Imagine uh, that being the first movie you ever made. And you made such <laughs> a freaking part and of history. And everybody says, can you never make a movie again, please? He did. He made a second. Well, <laughs> I know. So, but... um, so far, he's only made two films. This is what I'm just reading off my notes at this point. Uh, one film being a Serbian film and the other being a segment of the AB- in the ABCs of death. Oh, really? Which yeah. one? R is for removed. It's uh the one where like the the oh, sorry spoiler alert. It's Fuck the, those movies are suck by the way. I'm sorry. They don't suck. Opinion. Some of them ABC's are pretty cool. Of death fucking sucks. Some of them are pretty cool. The Sasuke sister one is really cool too. That's an ABC's death too. Yeah, I haven't seen the second one, but I love the Sasuke sisters. Oh, and another. I'm gonna talk about the ABC's of death, not as like one of like an entire reviewed thing, but the second movie I'm gonna talk about actually is the that director has actually do, done Z Zen for Zensuki Zensukun. Uh, don't worry about it. I'll get to it when we get to, when I get to the my sex okay. film. But um, so yeah, these are the only two films he's made. He's in the so middle of making a pre he's in pre production for one uh, his third ever film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's see what he makes on that one. Um, his so his goal for this film was to make one of the most horrific films that he can think of. He wanted to make a film that was was that just blew every other film out of the water, and he wanted to be. Yeah, basically, I already said it. Like, he wanted to be something more than Cannibal Holocaust. Mm-hmm. So, when the film was finished ma- uh, being made, the film was going to be shown at any film, some film festival. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, that's what you do right after you make a film. One of the film uh, film festivals was on March 15th of 2010. It was South by Southwest in Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. So, this is, the only, this is the first place that actually agreed to air the uncut version. So they watched it beforehand, like they screened it and said, we're going to show this, or he just said, show this, and they didn't watch it. Well, they're like, yeah, here's, we're submitting film, so yeah, we'll watch it, whatever, sure. So the, let's see, the, the, the people who ran South by Southwest were like, we have seen it, we're, we've, we've done what we can, 
we're going to give you a heavy warning. Leave now if mm-hmm. you really can't handle any of these topics. Mm-hmm. And there are people who still stay. And they stayed. just went, here's everything in the movie. Again, I'm so scared that she's going to, that she's going to like spoil anything. I don't want you to spoil anything because again, whoo. Just Ooh. read the fucking, go online and read the IMDb, like, spoilers, and it'll just make you Not sick. even the spoilers, just... Synopsis, whatever. Just not even the synopsis. Mm, actually, you know what? Yeah, you should read the synopsis before you watch the movie. I absolutely recommend reading what the movie's about before you listen to this and watch the movie, because it's... I'm 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 an asshole, and I would be like, yeah, just watch the movie and just fuck what, fuck, fuck what Nicole says, but she is right. Please read the synopsis. Um. So, again, the South by Southwest people were like, yeah, you need to leave if you can't handle this, and some people left some people didn't they're like all right we're staying we want to see this we want to see how shocking it truly yeah we want to see how shocking this can really be um so some people actually were like you know what if it's this shocking we're gonna stay to see this part of history being made Mm -hmm. and you know this guy made his mark in 2010 um a fun fact about the the south by southwest uh air showing Mm -hmm. so he asked sir john actually asked people to join him on stage to snort lines of salt, squeeze lemon juice in their eyes, and drink shots of tequila. <laughs> For me, that's a Mexican standoff to see who's <laughs> the most apex human alive at that show. Would I do that? It only depends if how bad I was partying the day, like the snort, day of. Snort salt? Does that even do anything? No, it doesn't do anything, but it fucking hurts. Then why would you do it? That's the... No, no, th- this is what I'm going to get to. Uh, that, th- <laughs> so, uh... I haven't done any research if anybody actually got up on stage and did it, but the reason he asked people to do this was to understand Serbians and how when what have what's uh understand Serbians and have been through what they've been through to create a culture for a Serbian film. Mm. So I guess I mean Serbia has suffered a lot, and he wanted to be like I want you to understand why I made this movie, and how much it hurts like the the corruption and everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. Like the film is about corruption. Like its main theme is like corruption. Mm -hmm. I, again, I'm trying my absolute best. I'm like, like biting my bottom lip, not to spoil anything. I think you can talk about the themes mm -mm. of the movie without saying what happens. I don't want to give a a fucking inch to anybody. I want them to either read it or just watch it. Anything. Literally everything I wrote is spoiler free. Um, the film was due to, uh, oh, th- th- this is another part of it. The film was due to screen on t- uh, the 29th of August in 2010 at the film festival Fright Fest in London, uh, fr- uh, UK, obviously, but was pulled by the organizers following the intervention of West My- Westminster Co- Council. The films shown at the festival uh, are usually pre-screened, but it was in the case of the the Westminster, the Westminster, Westminster Council, Westminster Council, I got it now, <laughs> refused to grant permission for its exhibition until it had been classified by the BB, BBFC. So, if you're looking for, uh, you know, Tortellini, he's, he's in the bathroom. Mm. He's making a big stinky one. <laughs> uh oh, poopy! <laughs> stinky! He's been there a while. Yeah, he's, he's making a big stinky one. Um, Cut that, please. At the Rain Dance Film Festival, they picked up the film after it was shown at the Keynes Film Festival in Canada. Uh, in May, sub- subsequently held the UK premiere. So whatever was going to be shown in the UK was shown at the at the <laughs> the Rain Dance Film Festival. 
because it found a way around the ban because the UK was like we're absolutely banning this film yeah but the rain dance was like you can see this film but it has to be classified as a private event mm-hmm. and people were like oh my god it's that much of a like a, 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 a shock like yeah. a big deal we we need to see this film mm-hmm. so people were like looking to get mm-hmm. into this private private event and mm-hmm. people did and they were like fuck yeah yeah they I can't imagine seeing that movie in a movie theater i was like, like round sound and all that horrible exactly stuff. i i could not even watching it on like a little tiny screen i was like this is too fucking much yeah um like i said before this is another fun fact this film has been banned in 45 countries sorry including in serbia and in, in a little bit in brazil hmm. i don't know if it's still banned in serbia but it, it it was banned in brazil at one point in time but they lifted the ban because it's it's artistic freedom. Mm. I mean, <laughs> okay, we can argue about that. <laughs> we can argue about what, yeah, what classifies as art, but sure. And here's another fun fact: in Japan, this film got an, this is the the actual the first film to ever get an R twenty plus rating. And if you don't know, uh, if you don't know the rating system, you can be seventeen years old to go watch an R rated film. But this is the first one you have to be. 20 years and above to watch it they didn't even want want adolescent teenagers to see this film no no i think 20 is too young too yeah japan was like no 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 fuck that uh no minors no minors at all yeah exactly and um so i i've i've told you before i have bought the film i have seen the uncut the 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 triple x version and what i was gonna say yeah so the director has actually been arrested three times. Mm. Uh, when I was I was with you when I bought it. I can't remember. Oh, we probably at, we probably bought it at a horror convention from some fucking guy who burns banned movies. How about you not spoil? How about you not tell him his business? He's like, no, he's great. I love him. It's a, it's almost the same guy at every single convention that we go to. And the FBI fucking, comes down breaking down his door. He he burns movies that are hard to find, and you buy them for lots of money from him. So it's a good deal. I mean, yeah, I spent 60 bucks on the combo pack. Yeah. He's like, here's the US and the XXX version. Yeah. And he's like, 60 bucks. I'm like, uh, duh. <laughs> oh, no, I think he was like, here's 80 bucks. I'm like, fuck. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was a dumbass. I was just like, you know what? I want to see the most banned film in the world. I want to uh, see that. I want to see that, please. <laughs> so this director has been arrested three times. I already said that. Yeah. He's been arrested that. in Brazil twice and in, I think in the UK and Spain once for the subject matter. I did buy the film. I understand why he got arrested. <laughs> um, uh, one the one thing I've said before is that there has been a f- there's a full minute from the U.S. release of the film mm-hmm. that's been cut to only barely make it to the NC-17 rating instead of doing a triple X rating here. And I know exactly what fucking part was cut. I won't spoil it, but I mm-hmm. know I fucking know exactly what one minute was cut out. And the person that I'm talking about has actually seen that one part. <laughs> yeah, I just want to say, look, look imagine the worst possible thing you could think of ever in the whole fucking world. Please. And then uh, times, please. It, times it by two. And that's what that fucking scene is. Yeah. It's awful. You're, 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 times five. Times maybe. five? Oh. It's, it's truly the most depraved thing you could think of. The person in the person I'm in question I'm talking about is like right, like looking straight at, straight at me. They're like, they're she's shaking. The, uh, she's, she's shaking, shaking her head. and crying. She's like, "Come on!" And begging to to be let go. I guess we could just talk. It's Madame Moxie. I watched the film with Madame Moxie over there, so she's just like, "Do you want to? Do you want to come and give it? Give it like a little quick like?" She's gonna spoil it. No, no, don't spoil it. But like, your thoughts. Terrible. 
You don't want to say it? Horrible. Just gross. Negative five. Yeah. You did? Yes. I don't know if you can pick her up on the mic, but she just said like she had to take a shower right after she saw the film. And that's the first time we ever met watching a Serbian film. And now they have babies together. Babies. But what the hell? Um invisible babies. <laughs> uh, no, we have invisible babies. Um Actually, so I yeah. Um the last thing I'm going to say about it real quick is uh Again, I don't want to spoil the movie magic, but if it, if you do want to see it, it's out there. Be prepared. I, be prepared. I I say that with a heavy heart. Be prepared if you do see this movie. Again, like like you said before, read the synopsis of yeah. anything. Yeah. But that's all I'm gonna say about it. I know it wasn't much to go on. I know I'm hyping the movie up like crazy. I'm again not telling anybody to watch it. Let's move on, just so I don't talk about it anymore. Like I said, everybody that I know who has watched it said they wishes they haven't. So I will not be watching it because I am perfectly happy not seeing it. Okay. What are you going to talk about next? I'd like to actually talk about one of my favorite fucking movies ever Mm -hmm. um, that I was blessed with a couple years ago. Daniel showed it to me um, and it changed my life and i remember I, when i told daniel that it changed my life he's like you're so fucking stupid like i never said you were stupid i, I was just like, like you i was like you're <laughs> fake dude it didn't change your life and i was like no it did it's beautiful it's a beautiful it was a, it is a beautiful fucking film. movie i love it and that movie is martyrs yeah not only one of the greatest extreme films i've ever seen but just one of the greatest films period i've ever seen and i can honestly say that watching it did change my life and it left me stunned and i remember that probably for three days afterwards i just couldn't stop thinking about what i'd watched <laughs> Can I say something real quick? Yeah. No. Oh, okay. I guess yeah, so. yeah, go for oh, it. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I wasn't sure if you were being serious or not. <laughs> Fuck um, no. The one thing I want to say is that there's like, it's not like, it's like, there's like three different twists in the movie. The first one got me like crazy. I was like, oh my God, really? What twist is that? I'm not like, oh, I'm not like Daniel. It? I'm not really like opposed to talking about what happens in the movie. Is it? It's the, um, it, it's, it was all in her head. Yeah. The first well, I, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're right. You're right. Okay, I have. I do have a, a cre- the creature, right? That was. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. That's yes. so good. It was so freaking good. Um, but I think it's obvious. I don't think it's a twist. I think it's pretty obvious that it's not real. Well, no, because they, 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 you don't get that. You don't get it until like you start seeing her like doing things to herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're like. Oh, she's just fucking insane. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's like I said, left oh, me stunned. It's so graphically violent in such a beauty like it's so beautifully violent though. It's not it's not in a, like I love saw, I love over the top like gore, but it's it's bloody and gory and violent in a way that is the right way. truly artistic. I sound like such a fucking loser. We nerd. Um Yeah, so Again, I'm not going to pronounce any of these names correctly because they're all fucking French, but uh, Pascal Laguier, 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 uh, the director of this film, um, states while there are certainly aspects of this film that you can tie into torture porn efforts, Martyrs is more about pain than torture. Uh, he says the film is really only about the nature and meaning of human suffering. Um, and my favorite, my absolute favorite part about this movie is there are no animal death scenes and no sexual abuse scenes. Two of the things that I usually, like, make me turn a movie off. There's none. There are no sexual... No, it was implied that the 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 first... I'm going to go... I'm just going to skip ahead of skip ahead of you a little bit. 
there's two main characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was implied that the first Anna and Lucy. Which one's Anna? Um, Anna is the one Insane that one? is not crazy. <laughs> oh, uh, Lucy. Lucy. Yeah. So Lu- it was implied Lucy's that Lucy crazy. was like raped. It was implied I that don't she. Think so. No, it was implied that she had to go through so much suffering. Like, like, to, in order to get to the state of mind that yes. she's in, but, but suffering, physical suffering. She, I don't, and I, I like, like I said, I, it's been a long time since we've seen the movie, but I did briefly update myself on the synopsis as well. I, I don't think she was actually ever sexually assaulted. The violence and everything else that was committed against her are purely like physical. non-sexual. I, if I, I, I thought I remember, read somewhere that it was supposed to be like she, like she had to go through extreme suffering, but she I, did. I, they both did, yeah. Well, that's the key. That's the whole concept of the movie. So the the shock value is purely from the emotional outbursts and violence and like suffering that these two, these two, um, these two characters go through. And like the actresses whose names I'm also going to butcher more, more Jana Aloy and Mylene Jampenois. Um, I believe Jampenois, both phenomenal. My, one of my favorite parts about the movie is the transition of one of the, the, the two, the two main characters. So basically the first half of the movie is the, um, we can just cut. I mean, no, no, no. Just fuck it. I just part. wanted to. I just wanted to. Okay, I'm gonna go back to this part. Sorry. Uh, no, you're okay. The actresses, uh, Morjana Ali, like I said, not gonna pronounce this right. Morjana Aloie, Ala, Mylene Champenois, both phenomenal. Um, my favorite part though is the the sort of the transition between the focus of the two main characters. So, mm-hmm. uh, halfway through the movie, maybe a little bit more than halfway. Uh, the quote-unquote main character who we think we're following for the whole movie who's escaped this fucking cult compound, whatever you want to call it, this fucking torture realm, um, kills herself. In the name of science! She kills herself, and then we're left with this other character that we don't know as well and, like, we, you know, has been the supportive friend throughout this whole movie, and now she becomes our main character, and she has to go through all the suffering and fucking shit that Lucy did at the beginning of the movie. So we we have the implication of all of Lucy's suffering, all of her flashbacks, all of her stuff that happens in the beginning of the movie, and then the second half of the movie is watching all of Anna's suffering Mm-hmm. In real time, watching her be tortured, watching her go through this. The fucking creature that is the manifestation of Lucy's guilt is absolutely fucking terrifying, dude. It is straight out of a Japanese horror film. It is so fucking scary. And you don't this like Japanese horror films? This is what makes this a fucking horror movie, dude. That creature is horrifying. It is truly scary. And like I said, the great twist is that, you know, we find out that this creature is it's just a manifestation of Lucy's guilt because she left. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, she left she and left, she, a, a person changed she up. Left a person because she needed so desperately to escape she left a person in that place chained up that she couldn't escape from and so this creature is the manifestation of her guilt and you know this person's suffering and she feels so guilty about it and every time this creature attacks her right she's left covered in fucking open wounds and scars yeah and so you're like oh fuck that's that's hella gory and then and then we finally see it from the other girl's perspective from um anna's perspective when she walks in on her and there's no creature on her. There's nothing. She's just cutting open her own arms and tearing herself open. And, like, it's just very hard. So the creature that's the manifestation of Lucy's guilt is absolutely terrifying. It's literally, like, straight out of a Japanese horror film. It's 
shocking and graphic to watch them get in these tussles, right? Because they do show you the creature attacking her. It's clawing at her. It's ripping up her arms. And then, you know, Anna runs in and she's like, what the fuck? And she's covered in these cuts and scratches. And she keeps telling her. Oh, and the monster, her, the monster somehow disappears. Yeah. Monster always disappears before Anna gets there. And Lucy goes, you didn't see it. You didn't see it. It's this horrible thing. It's been following me. Right. And, uh, you know, the, the creature is basically a manifestation of her guilt because when she escaped from this cult torture factory, um, she left the person that she had been tortured alongside with chained up because she she knew that she didn't have time to save her. Mm-hmm. Um, so she doesn't have any idea what happened to her after she left. But, you know, it's implied that not good things. Um, and so but the it's super like it's super graphic, though, because when the first time that we see from Anna's perspective, she walks in on Lucy, who's having like a full fit. She's cutting open her arms. She's tearing mm-hmm. herself open and she's acting like there's somebody attacking her, but it's just her. Yeah. And so, so, so like scary to see that from Anna's perspective and, and not, you know, not just watching somebody hurt themselves like that is, is super hard to watch. But yeah. So, um, when, a, when this movie came out, it was quoted as being the new yardstick against which all forms of extreme genre film should be measured, measured against. So this movie like wow. is, is I think very well reviewed because it's beautiful. It's graphic. It's got great fucking cinematography. Um, the acting is fantastic. The special effects are beautiful. Everything about it is just, it's a fucking masterpiece i love it so much i highly fucking recommend it it only took place in like two places or like i technically three 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 sets three sets so we have the the set that originally lucy is is tied up in and she escapes from and she's running down the street that's i think that's the opening of the film is when she's running down the street and she's screaming we have the the house of the people that she has told anna are responsible for her torture yeah she wasn't. They were. Family. They yeah, were. They, they were, were responsible. That's a twist, but they were. Um, and they, you know, she fucking kills them, throws them in the fucking bathtub, and then it takes place a little bit First outside. First ten minutes of the yeah. film is like her getting a is shotgun, her fucking blowing up three people in the middle of like their fucking breakfast. Like yeah. they're having breakfast with their family, and she walks in and she fucking Blast blows them. up these three fucking people and just fucking kills them. And then she calls her friend for help, and her friend's like, "What the fuck Four. did you just do?" She killed the daughter too. Yeah, there's. I think there's two kids and the parents um, and the kids don't know what's going on they're just she's just like no i want to kill and her, her friend thinks she's crazy she's like why would you kill these people and she's like you don't understand these are the people that tortured me yeah. and they fucking did horrible things to me and she's like you're fucking crazy dude and then of course after she dies right uh she finds a seller oh god the worst fucking worst part about this movie is the woman that she oh. finds in this family cellar it is so fucking horrible she's i don't even know she's got this fucking like torture device strapped to her head she's literally just skin and bones she's blinded she's blinded by like it's not a torture device oh they put god they 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 literally screwed they put industrial screws in her freaking skull yeah and around her eyes so they so to make sure she could not see and it's been on her skin for so long that it started to fuse yeah the metal started to fuse with her skin and anna Anna is the one that's not crazy. not crazy in the beginning. So Anna has to not crazy pry. Oh, it's so the, fucked. The with a screwdriver, so the industrial graphic. nails out of her head, and then rip off the. Wow, everything's just fucking <laughs> fucking around this day. Who's robbing who today? Oh, beep, sweet! There's beep. a robbery. Is it my car? <laughs> the, this just in, guys. There's a, a, a robbery active <laughs> right now in front on this on this podcast. Um, First time in the show, but um, super fucking graphic. Yeah, no, they she 
tear when she tears off like the helmet of this, uh, this one girl, you can see like skin. the the skin just like kind of coming off of it, and it's all sticky and stuff. That's great. I can't wait to watch it after we are done recording. So I want to watch that. I can't wait to like so eat bad. like pudding while I'm watching this. Like, man, this is a great oh, movie. It's great, it's so good. And then to the fucking end of the movie, spoiler fucking alert. Of course, when she's actually wait, hold on, hold on. Don't spoil the 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 no, last I'm part. I'm not gonna spoil the very end. But I am going to fucking tell you that she gets flayed, dude. She literally has all of her skin removed. Except for her face. No, her face is removed. No, no, no. Her face is the the only thing that's left. I can't remember. It's fucking crazy, though, dude. And she's, like, super sensitive to pain, obviously, because she has no fucking skin. And then she's, like, strapped up on this crazy device. I won't spoil the actual, actual ending. But basically, the premise of the movie is about creating the term creating martyrs that's what the movie's called um by forcing people to go through extreme extreme amounts of pain and so they can transcend pain and life altogether and find out what the meaning of life is and what happens after death basically so basically just spoil the ending no i didn't i didn't tell you what happens at the end the ending shut the fuck up i hate you (laughs) (laughs) um it's just so like it's such a beautiful movie i can't recommend it enough it is so hard to watch it is so gory but it's so good and i literally can't wait to watch it again now that i'm talking about it okay on to your last one okay i could talk about this movie for literally ever so for my last part of the movie i just want to show you a quick scene from the movie, oh my god, Tokyo Gore Police. Is it animal death? No, it's nothing. There's no animal deaths because this is a. Sp- so let me give a little bit of a background about this guy. So his name is, um, Yoshihiro Nishimura. He Yoshimitsu. Is- really? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that's not racist. He is a special effects makeup artist first. And then he was like, I really want to make a horror film. I, nice. Not a horror film, but I really want to make a movie where I can showcase my Aspect. my special effects. And Nicole over here wanted to, what, what uh, you still want to? Or you're I like, don't know. I don't fucking know what I'll do with my life. I wanted to go to special effects school. I have a fucking great deal of respect of people who do that for a living. You're going to love this film because all of it is his special effects that he's done. And so let me, mwah. it was, <laughs> the special effects are cheesy. So it's like, Put Sam Raimi, put Paul Voorhees, so Sam Raimi of Evil Dead fame, Paul- And Spider-Man. Oh yeah, and Spider-Man, <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, Paul Verhoeven of Starship Trooper and Robocop, put him in the same room with a Japanese escort and have them both blow their loads inside this lady. And then when the baby comes out, it has cranial fa- facial duplication, like some sort of David Cronenberg monster- and you basically have Tokyo Gore Police. You, were you on drugs when you wrote that? No. Just watch this one scene. He almost grabbed me and shook me. I was about to like shake you <laughs> because like you don't understand. Take me and throw me out the fucking window because he's on. so excited. Let me. So give us one second. We're going to just take a, a, a quick break and then come back to it. Give me, give us one second, okay? So intermission. So, uh, uh, sound editor, can you put some like funky uh, uh, elevator music on? Thank you. We'll be right back.
and we're back. So and I just watched some fucking. How did you? What did you think? Um, it definitely it gets... feels very ABCs of death to me. <laughs> no, because the, the guy, Yoshihiro actually directed the, the last segment of the first ABCs of death. Z for Z for Zetsu Zetsu Metsu. I really, I really. Yeah. Didn't... What what happens in that one? I cannot remember. It's like about a, like a Nazi lady. Who's like not the Nazi dog one, right? No, 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 that no, no, weird no, no. Fucking Nazi it was it was the last one? one where it's like a it's a bunch of uh it's a bunch of I think they're I think Japanese people who are like being tortured. Not then, the one where they have to like jack off to it. And no, 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 no. They, that that's tea, that's that's T for torture. I just want, I really like would like somebody who's actually watched ABCs of Death to listen to this so that they know what I'm talking about when I say oh the one that they jacked off you, to torture and the furry Nazi one. Do you remember the part where like a, a like a lady with a gigantic dick tried to like ha- like have sex with like a, a frolicking lady? No, I remember the farting one. That's not what I was talking about, but okay, cool. Um, that one's also uh, by a pretty sure Japanese director, though. But it basically uh, Z for Zetsuma. It's it's a really funny one. Yeah, I think this guy doesn't take himself serious, seriously. Obviously, I feel like a lot of Japanese like uh, gore films are kind of like that. Just like that parodies. Same, it's it's, a, it's basically a self parody yeah, in that same uh, kind of realm. So the film was made by Yoshi. Like I said, is made by Yoshihiro Nishimura of ABC's of Death fame and Tokyo Gore Police fame and. Machine Gun Girl and Mutant Mutant Woman. He's made a bunch of films, and they're all super fucking Sounds hilarious. Like just listen to my friends right now. Machine Gun <laughs> Woman. Um. So he's famous as a special effects uh, makeup artist. Uh, it's starring Ihishina of acclaimed film movies like Audition, the main character oh, of Audition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the main character of Tokyo Gore Police. Oh, very cool. And she is bad. Ass. Yeah, she's pretty, uh, pretty femme fatale. <laughs> would you? So, as that, would you consider her a like a audition? What do you consider that under? Is that revenge? Is that torture porn? Or is that? I gotta be honest. I haven't seen that movie. Never I know. Then. I know. I Never I, I need to. I want to. Um, does he do anything like overtly sexual to her? I think it's basically that she basically captures these men and tries to get them to fall in love with her, and then she kills him. But I don't think that in really he... graphic, graphic, yeah, 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 graphic yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't think that he does anything to her first. So I don't think you can consider it. We can watch it film. tonight too. Um, You're like I can't handle it. I'm trying to watch Martyrs. All right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um. So I'm just gonna go the real quick run through all yeah. of this because I know we're running out of time. Um. Uh, the opening has a disembodied vo- child's voice who is, says, like, my dad's the greatest cop ever in the world. I want to grow up to be just like him. And immediately after, the dude's head explodes. And you just see, like, chunks of his head still hanging onto his body. So yeah. that's just the, the first five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote down the, the next, like, scene of the movie. This is right before the title card, by the mm-hmm. way. I wrote down, this motherfucker just ate a woman Grew <laughs> grew out of his severed arm that was already holding a chainsaw, a brand new chainsaw hand, mm-hmm. looking like Videodrome. Like, mm-hmm. you know how he had like the mm-hmm. hand, the thing like that? That's a fucked up movie that we could talk about. We should have talked about that <laughs> one. Um, He makes a, he puts a mutant, I, I don't know how to describe this. He starts swinging it around, His ve- like his veins are still hanging onto it, like the, the, the new mutated chainsaw mm-hmm. thing. He's swinging it around like a freaking medieval morning star and swinging it at people and cutting them to ha- like their mouths in half and stuff like that. Mm. It's Yum. it's a I don't know what to talk about this film. I just know the special effects are fantastically 
they're good. They're great. They're mm-hmm. Fa- mm-hmm. they're great. Just this. Ah, oh, I'm trying. I'm doing my best. He's to so try happy this. to talk about it's, it. It's. I want to end on a happy note. Like this movie is one of those films that is just ridiculously stupid. That you want. That you when you watch it, you just kind of get happy at how stupid it is. It's overtly gory. This is like like gore exploitation. Mm-hmm. Like they. In this world, in this cyberpunk dystopian neo Japan, they crime is at an absolute no. Like it's a, it's it's an absolute no no. Like you can you can crime steal, is bad. Crime is bad. This just in. Have you ever seen Starship Troopers? No. So like in like when they have commercials like glorifying the 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 space force and Starship mm-hmm, Troopers, mm-hmm. they have the same thing glorifying the police force because it's privatized so now mm-hmm. they can do whatever they want because it's a private a private organization yeah. versus government run so they're glorifying it by like some guy is this is a commercial mm-hmm. in the movie because mm-hmm. like the movie takes place and like things happen but then there's commercials that kind of are the uh, the segues there's this one I want to talk about because I, I know we're really running out of time that a lone gunman has like a handgun is like I'm the loneliest man on earth nobody loves me and I'm going to take them out my frustrations. Big same. Yeah. And then I'm going to take out my frustrations on these little kids. Oh, so not he, big no. same. <laughs> so he pulls out a he pulls out a pistol and starts shooting. He shoots one of the kids in the face. The little kid's head explodes and like the blood lands on the, the kid next to him. He's like, oh, my kids, my, my, my friend just died. And they, were, they were playing soccer. They were, it was a nice like dandy day. It looked like a, one of those commercials like... If you have Zygloff, you you can uh, you can start. If you have an erection lasting more than four hours, with kids, with I'll, kids. <laughs> if you have a kid lasting more than four hours, kill it, kill it immediately. <laughs> Don't kill kids, kids. Um, <laughs> so the guy shoots the kid in the face. Blood goes everywhere. The kids are running, but then the police force are like they play like this like like some epic ass music. And the, the gunman's like, oh, my God, it's the police. He falls and trips down. These guys get the katanas out and starts hacking him to pieces. Nice. And then they're like, and the kids are, like, watching this happen. And like, there's no music playing. They're just like, just, oh, my God, help me, somebody. And like, the, <laughs> the guy's just getting hacked up. And then, like, it just, the music stops. It's still at a, at a standstill. And everyone's like, Whew. So the, 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 like, one of the cops goes over with a flyer hands it to the kid and it's like join the police force today and then they're like and the kid he gives like a like a smile and like a ding <laughs> and then like the kids are like i want to be a, a part of this police force too it's like you can be when you're older one day kid and then they're like they're all laughing like ah, ha, ha, ha. and they start playing like soccer with this guy's like decapitated <laughs> head and i'm like that's awesome yeah that seems definitely right up your alley uh we're running out of time it's a fantastic film watch it we talked a lot about Martyrs, Serbian film. Dogtooth is something I really want to see. I know. I spent so much time on that. So no, 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 no. It's fine. because I, I fucking I, movie about incest. <laughs> I mean, we can have a whole episode about uh, about Tokyo Gore Police way down the line of these mm-hmm. things. And we'll we'll go into it. Maybe we can watch it together and review it like 100% with, with both heads. So we'll come back to it. For now, do you have anything to say to, to the audience? Do, where, where can we find you online if you want um, to be found online? Um, she wants to be found in the forest. Uh, RedTube.com. Stop. God, I'm not funny. I try so hard. <laughs> All right, how's I'm this? Not funny. Give us some life advice for the audience right now. Um, don't make movies about torturing and raping women. <laughs> 
thank you. All, all right. I guess that's that's. Are you sure that's what you want to leave off on? Um, no. I uh, I just I want to I want to applaud all the the directors that continue to push the boundaries of film and horror and um, like you know, don't just make the same shit over and over again. Yeah. I'm tired of the Conjuring movies. I'm tired of that whole universe. Whoa, hey, 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 whoa, 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 watch it, watch it. I want to see Wan. some new shit. I want to see shit that we're talking about. Like, you know what, Fettuccini? Fuck off. <laughs> Fettuccini he's, he's says no. I no to the contrary. I don't like the nun, but um, the yeah, nun was I bad. Really okay, do I appreciate. I really do appreciate directors who are kind of pushing the boundaries of film and, and trying new things and going above and beyond and taking risks. And um, yeah, I, I we need more of those people in this uh, horror community. So thank you and uh, <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good like <laughs> mic drop and shit. All right. Well, this was another episode of Days and Disturbed. If you want to find us, you can look for us at silvertongueaudio.org or wherever we're going to we're going to post these. Like, comment, subscribe. Don't do that. Smash that like button. Smash that motherfucking <laughs> like button. All right. Um, also, this video or this podcast was sponsored sponsored by um, Chili's Chicken Crispers. <laughs> no, it's sponsored by uh, Popeye's Chicken. All right. Good night, everybody. I wish it was. Silver Tongue Audio.